everybody, and welcome to Cold Cuts, the show where none of us have read the script because none of us see it until you watch us receive our scripts in real time. Big thanks go out to Gabriel Crute, our artistic director, who filled in for me last week when I was very sick and unable to talk. Thank you so much, Gabe. It means a lot. You're great. If you are in our Twitch chat right now, please voice your appreciation to Gabe for his hard work. He filled in at the very, very, very last minute because he's an amazing human being. And I just wanted to share that with you. So we are starting a brand new story with a brand new cast. I say brand new, but we do have a few very familiar faces for those of you who have been watching for a while. This is Hub, our final story for the first season of Cold Cuts. It is written by Nicole Tuttle-Rob, based on the Cold Cuts concept by Declan Grogan. And I would love to introduce you to our actors from this round. Oh, we have Squidney Fannyson in the Twitch chat just said that they are excited for a new story and also ah, I am too. I'm aw because I'm like, aw, so happy to be here with a new cast and new and old friends. And also aw, because this is our last story of the season. And it's, you know, no, it's like a closing time by Semisonic playing in the background. But anyway, love to introduce you to our new cast. Cast, when I call your name, please tell, oh, Nicole Tuttle-Rob, the author herself, have to include this here, says, can't wait to watch you all read it. Yes. Thank you, Nicole. I can't wait to watch this amazing cast read it as well. So now I would like to introduce the cast. Cast, when I call your name, tell us a little bit about yourself, what character you're going to be playing, and HUB is both an acronym and the name of the story. So what do you think HUB stands for? Up first, we have Emery Chase, who is returning for the second time. Hello and welcome back to the show, Emery. Oh, that was not enough time to decide what acronym I think it is. I'm not going to have an answer to that question. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Emery Chase, and I will be playing the narrator. Um, so I guess less playing and, and more narrating. I'm a voice and stage actor. I got my start on stage, but like so many people, when the pandemic hit, I kind of checked out voice acting and decided that I really like it. I love cold cuts because it feels so much like doing a stage read for theater, which is just like really fun to get to do, especially with such great people. And yeah, you know, I'm like historically terrible at acronyms. Like I actually am physically incapable of remembering them. People will tell me acronyms for things I know. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> so uh, I truly have no idea <laughs> what hub stands for. But I liked Gabe's answer in our tech meeting about like hoarding something berries. Okay. I thought that was good. <laughs> That is very valid. And just a fun fact about Emery is that they were in the very first cold cuts of this season. So yes, I was. It was so fun. We're bookending and starting and ending with you. Another fun fact is that if you have noticed that we have an IMDb page, so much of that work was put in by Emery. So thank you for your hard work, Emery. ADHD hyperfixation to the rescue. <laughs> I spent like a whole week on IMDb. <laughs> well, you've done an excellent job and we're all very thankful for the, the work that you've been putting in behind the scenes. Yeah, of course. Up next, we have, returning for the third time, welcome back to the show, Crystal Lee. <laughs> Hi, you're stuck with me, like I said. Hi, everybody. My name is Crystal, pronouns she, her. Nice to see you for maybe the third time if you're tuning in to... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, I am excited to be here. I don't know. I don't have a clue what HUB stands for, but I'm going to go with happy unbirthday like in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. 
I like that. I like that prediction. Thank you. I'm glad you did. We'll see what happens. Was I supposed to answer anything else? I completely, like, I just, it all left my brain as soon as you said, Crystal. And I was like, ha! Hey. No, you be your amazing and adorable self. However awesome you want. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah. And up next, we have a new face to the show. Welcome, Marissa Catherine. Hello. Hello. My name is Marissa, pronouns she, her. I'm a voice actress, writer, a lover of D&D, as we previously had chatted about and couldn't stop chatting about. And I'm super excited. I absolutely love the idea and the premise of the show. Cold reading is one of my favorite things to do. I do a lot of audiobooks, so this is really fun for me. I think I'm horrible at acronyms too. I have been trying to think about it and literally Googling words that start with U and words that start with B (laughs) to just try to think of something. And I've decided to land on humans uniting bears. Umbrella bird. Because the idea of that is very fun for me. And I think we should all have bears, you know, save the bees and the bears can help. Uniting the bears helps rebuild the bear population, and apex predators are necessary for an ecosystem to flourish. So really, you're doing humanity a favor with your ideas, Marissa. Thank you. This is why we're so glad that you're here. Also, love the pink. The pink is it's a great aesthetic. Thank you. We have a whole pink-themed studio in here going on. <laughs> That's a great theme. It's very striking. Thank and, you. Uh, we're going to love looking at it every weekend. Up next, another new face, Grant Stephen Patricio. Patricio. Uh, either one of those works. Also, hi, everybody. Grant Patricio. I'm a stage actor, voice actor. I love me some video games. I, uh, I love me to cook. You've probably seen some booth animals around here on other people's <laughs> feeds. I have a cat. He is lovely, but he would be way too rambunctious for camera. And as far as the acronym goes, I'm going super positive because it's all I could think of. Humanity's unbridled badassery. Oh, wow. America. Uh, Humanity in general, my dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so impressed. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like you and Marissa both, I think, came up with just these really sweet ideas and so uplifting and positive, which means if your characters... Yeah, I was going to say, if your characters die five minutes into the story, I'm just going to be really sad. (laughs) (laughs) So will I. But you know what? Here's to finding out. Yes, and here's to your kitty. I hope that your booth buddy does make an appearance at some point. He's a very good kid. Maybe not in episode one, but if he learns how to calm himself down before an episode, maybe in the future. We'll see. You mean he'll make a cat Mio? Sorry. I'm sorry. That, she gets it. Sorry. I'm done. Crystal. I'm sorry. My God. You should be sorry. <laughs> Actually, no, you shouldn't. That was a very good proud of you, Crystal. Thank you. Never stop punning. You were anyone else. Up next, another wonderful new face, Aubrey Poppleton. See, uh, hi, I'm Aubrey. Uh, they, them. I've been voice acting for the past six or seven years with the occasional uh, improv troupe performance here and there. Yeah. And then aside from that, I like drawing and just any cosplay, anything creative. I guess for the acronym, let's do humorously unstable bees, whatever that means. But yeah, <laughs> glad to be here. So let's see, you are kind of counter to Marissa because Marissa wants to save the bears and you are noting that, oh no, we're not reliant on the bees. Oof, we're headed for ecological collapse here. Not sure how I feel about it, but I'm keeping an open mind. 
Uh, I'm curious, what is your favorite character to cosplay? Uh, let's see. Uh, well, out of the recent ones, the most reactions I got was my Waluigi, which I built up with prosthetics and grew my mustache <gasps> out to twirl. Uh, I was followed through the convention halls with so many was. I felt like I was going crazy <laughs> by the end because like they were quiet, like the shy people were like whining quietly. And so it's like, am I hearing things? Am I being wad at? <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Sweet and cute. I need to go. Yeah. And my sister was uh, Wario. So, yeah. <gasps> yes. Oh my God. Yes. That's amazing. That's so great. I love that people were very shy and just kind of quietly, wah, yeah, wah, yeah. behind you. <laughs> All right. Another new face, Corey Sapienza. Welcome to the show. Hello. Uh, I'm Corey. I use they or he pronouns. And things about my life. I mostly just do any and all performance stuff. There's many things I have not tried, but nothing I wouldn't. So yay. Um, <laughs> this is my first time doing like official like voice acting stuff, but I've done some like commercial-y-ish things in the past, but those were like very low-key. So yeah, I'm really excited and I think it's gonna be really fun. And the only thing I could think of for an acronym, which I know is wrong, but I'm gonna say it because it's the only thing I could think of, is having a, uh, like the hesitation noise, baby, having a baby. But the uh is like not the letter A. <laughs> That's all I have for you. You have dethroned Crystal on the puns and thoughts that you should be ashamed of, but actually I love you and I'm proud of you for it. Like, it's, that's too good. That's... I'm glad you like good. it. It's I... all I got. It's all I have for you. Having a baby. You know, it was more than I ever could have asked for. Uh, and last but not least, a, another returning face and noise maker, if you might remember him, Delton Engel Sorrel from our last show, Day of the Greeks, who added so many wonderful textures with his uh, background noises that he made. He's a... Yeah, listen to that. Listen to that. He is a human Foley machine. Yeah. So talented. So good at that. So he is both performing... Is that his entire introduction? As a character and doing background noises for this. Thank you and welcome back. Hi, I'm Delson, he, him. And uh, wow, you really do just black out the second you have to talk. Um, <laughs> for my acronym, uh, sticking with absurdity, I came up with humorously undulating banthas, like a bantha. Oh, so we're, we're getting into like <laughs> Star Wars fan story territory. Uh, yeah, gosh, things about me. I've been a voice actor for about three years. It's been really cool. It's been really fun. And yeah, it's great to be back. I've run out of script <laughs> already. Well, it's a good thing that you've run out of script because we're about to send you a new one. <gasps> a segue. Uh, does anyone have any final thoughts or ideas before we, we get the new script sent out? Well, Bantha's. Yes. Well, I hope that we're not going to get sued. Like, I don't want Disney to be like, you mentioned our intellectual property. That would be $5 million, please. And we'll be like, that's actually covered under, you know, parody laws. But <laughs> We'll censor Delton and post. It's fine. <laughs> we'll have him like caw over his own talking. <laughs> yes. I'm happy to caw over. It'll be great. Yeah. Are we going to need a dump button like they have on the radio where if you accidentally <laughs> swear, you have to push the button so you're not in FCC violations? Hi, radio is hard when you swear a lot. I'll be the censor crow. That's a CC <laughs> word. I don't know. Trying for something. There's a lot of wordplay going on. I got to catch up. I am a big fan of alliteration. 
<laughs> he said, cat, catch up. No, no. Was that? Well, if nobody else has anything, platform, will you please send everyone their scripts? Oh, boy. We also got a message in the chat from Nicole, the writer, who says, that's the one. How'd you know Corey? <laughs> Regarding having a baby. I win. I win. Great. Just perfect. Great job. I don't know what it is that you win, but we will discuss it after the show. Do I win a baby? Uh, you win this. I don't really want one, but that's that, it would make sense. Do you want this disgusting fur baby? Yes, I will take that. He won't leave you alone ever. That is ideal. Unless, yeah. Any other further predictions? Cast, while you are waiting on your script, please make sure to add your character names to your Zoom so that the audience at home can follow along with who is speaking as an actor and who is speaking the name of the character. And once you have received your scripts, please give me a thumbs up so that I know to proceed. Chat on our Twitch viewers, while you are at it, did you know that we are a Twitch affiliate? <gasps> yeah, we totally are. Oh my God, guess what? You should subscribe to us. Show your support for indie theater. And of course, again, if you have any comments or questions for the cast, for Nicole, by all means, please send them to us. We will address them after the show. If you want me to be replaced by this tiny animal that lives in my home, make sure to let the, the producers know. We don't need to vote on that. I think it's clear that things are headed in that direction. <laughs> He's making every effort for this to happen. Yeah, whether I like it or not. You know, some of us had to audition for these parts. Some of us had to actually get training. Some of us have to pay rent. Didn't just walk in front of a... Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Didn't just walk in front of a camera and say, you suddenly have a job. Some of us worked for this. So, Emery, you have received your script. Ever Delton. I do. It finally... It was like virus scanning for three years, I swear. <laughs> All right. Delton, you've received yours as well? I thought I saw a thumbs up and then I saw you take it down. Okay, perfect. It sounds like everybody is ready to go. This is Hub Episode 1. Welcome to Hub by Nicole Tuttle. It was the warmth of the breeze that eventually woke the young, small-framed woman. As she lifted her head off of the solid ground, her groggy eyes fought to remain open. The scene before her was not a familiar one. What the... Where am I? Her heart rate quickened, and her anxious eyes surveyed the land. Beneath her was a canvas of dry, cracked earth that continued as far as her eye could see, under an unsettlingly sunless and seemingly colorless sky. Hello? Her voice echoed across the expanse of perpetual nothingness. <sighs> Hello? Where am I? What is this place? Please, oh gods, please, somebody help me! The young woman looked down at her form. She wore a dark green tunic over black pants. Her hands rose to feel the material, but she paused as her eyes landed on an accessory donning her wrist, a thin metallic band with a stripe of dark green running through the center. She moved her arm carefully, examining it in the light from the sunless sky. The metallic circle had no end, no beginning, no way to remove it. <sighs> Get off me! <sighs> The young woman in green stood on shaky legs, her body and her mind fighting for stability. Her eyes scanned the expanse. She allowed herself just a moment to feel the crushing weight of fear before taking a deep breath and beginning her journey into the nothingness. 
Give me strength. Some distance away, a man with a tall, thin build, draped in a red tunic, paced anxiously across the dry ground. His shoulder-length brown hair hung haphazardly around his angular face. He moved with purpose, his eyes darting around as his feet moved. There must be an explanation. I must be dreaming. Yes, I have to be dreaming. A woman in blue, with bright white hair that elegantly cascaded down her back, moved quickly and confidently across the expanse, determined to find answers, while a teenager, sporting a yellow tunic with tears in their eyes, moved cautiously and aimlessly. A thin man with short brown hair and a pair of spectacles sat calmly on the ground, unmoving and a muscular man in orange, ran furiously across the expanse, yelling at the top of his lungs. Hello? Hello? Is anyone there? Hello? Orange moved quickly across the nothingness, throwing his voice across the open area. Red's head snapped up as Orange's call reached his ear. Hello? Who's there? Hello? Red's eyes landed on the built figure running towards him, his heart rate quickened, and he braced for whatever may come next. Orange ran directly for Red, and as he reached him, gripped his shirt in his hands roughly. What the hell am I doing here, huh? What the hell kind of game do you think you're playing? Please, calm down, sir. Calm down? You're kidding me, right? You kidnapped me, and you want me to calm down? Where the hell am I? I didn't kidnap you. I woke here, I woke up here a few moments ago. I don't know how I got here. You expect me to believe you? Let go of me, you wolf. I was just as much a victim here as you. A tense beat later, Orange slowly removed his hands from Red's tunic and took a step back. How'd you get here? I... I can't remember. Me neither. I can't remember shit, actually. I must have been hit pretty hard. You found a way out yet? If I did, I wouldn't be here, accosted by you. How was I supposed to know you weren't the sicko who put me here? Have you found anyone else? You think there's more of us stuck here? Perhaps we should find out. Orange turned on his heel quickly and began running again, easily leaving Red in his dust. Wait, I can't. <sighs> Red called after Orange to no avail. He sighed deeply before slowly jogging after him. Several miles away, Blue stumbled across an anxious yellow. Oh, well, hi there. Please don't come any closer. I don't want any trouble. Oh, whoa there, kid. I'm not trying to hurt you. Who are you? What do you want with me? I, I don't want nothing from you, kid. I swear. I'm just trying to figure out what this place is. The name's, uh, huh. Well, I can't tell you my name right now. Why not? Uh, I seem to have forgotten it. You? I, I don't know why. I can't remember. Hey, hey, it's okay, kid. We're gonna get to the bottom of this, at least now that we're together, right? And hey, your shirt is, uh, your shirt's yellow. Mind if I just call you that for a bit till we figure out your name? That's, that's fine. All right, yellow, and, uh, you can call me Blue. Okay. So, uh, you recognize anything at all? No. I've never been here. At least I think I haven't. Well, me neither. Uh, hey, does, does your bracelet come off? For a few moments, they attempted to remove the metallic circle with a yellow stripe from their wrist, when it didn't budge, they looked back at Blue defeatedly. Oh, hey, hey, no worries. Mine doesn't move either. What happened to us? I don't know, kid. I, I don't know. Are we stuck here? The smile slipped from Blue's cheery face, but it reappeared just as quickly. Not a chance, Yellow. We'll get out of here in no time. Let's just stick together, all right? Yeah, okay. Blue and Yellow began walking, 
continuing the path Blue was on before. Yellow's fingers mindlessly toyed with the metal band around their wrist as they walked in silence. Please, slow down. We cover more ground this way. Keep up or get left behind. It's time to prefer the ladder. I must stop. Listen, I don't know what time it is, but we need to find shelter by dark and we need to be quick. There is no sun. What? Sun. There isn't one. I'm assuming we're seeing some type of artificial light here. I don't understand. Neither do I. It's just an observation. Uh, You're holding me back. I could have covered hundreds of yards by now. By all means, leave me. Listen here, you little... Wait, do you see that? Another victim, you think? Or the asshole who put us in here. Let's find the truth before you attack them this time, shall we? Can never be too careful. Hey! Hey, you! Over there! Orange lifted his arms above his head and waved furiously. They saw me. Whoever it is, they're on their way over now. Let's hope it is friend and not foe. We're about to find out. Orange and Red stood patiently as the figure approached. The figure was draped in a pink tunic and smiled lightly as he neared the others. Hello. 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 (sighs) Who are you? And what are you doing here? I was actually hoping those were answers you could give me. Do you remember your name? I do not. Did you put us in here? I did not. Have you seen anyone else? I have not. Riveting conversation. You have the vocabulary (laughs) of a five-year-old. I prefer to speak directly. My vocabulary is rather extensive should the situation employ it arise. Uh, All right, whatever. Come on. We have to find someplace safer tonight, artificial lighting or not. It might get dark, and we don't know what's out here. Nothing. Excuse me? There is nothing here. Nor was there ever. It does seem that way, doesn't it? All right, I'm getting tired of theorizing. Let's get going. Come with us. We are searching for others. I will come with you. The three jogged off again, pink and red trailing behind Orange, who set a steady pace, back to where our story began. Green pauses for a moment to catch her breath. She leans her hands on her knees and bends at the waist. Her head slumps towards the ground, and a small tear escapes her emerald-colored eyes. What am I supposed to do here? Huh? Do you hear me? What do you want from me? Green's voice echoes, and she falls to her hands and knees on the hard ground. Her sobs shook her so violently that she didn't notice the footsteps until they were in front of her. Oh, hey, hey, don't cry, hon. Where did you come from? Get away from me! Whoa, whoa. Yellow and I just came from that direction. Uh, We didn't mean to startle you. Yellow? Ah, well, you see, neither of us remembers our names, so we're sticking with colors for now. Uh, This here's yellow, and I'm blue. How long have you been here? I woke up a few hours ago. Maybe five or six, I think. Same here. Blue found me a little bit ago. Do you know where we are? Seems to be a popular question. (laughs) Nope, afraid not. What are we going to do? Survive. Green nodded solemnly, the gravity of their situation sinking into her. (sighs) So, what's next? Well, uh, Green, (laughs) we're gonna keep walking because chances are we're not alone out here. You mean other people like us or people who put us here? Well, either. Both? Who's to say? Either way, we gotta figure it out, right? 
Do we? Oh, come on, you two. We're, we're, we're wasting daylight. Let's keep a low profile, though, okay? We got lucky so far, but who knows what's out here? The three strangers began walking in unsteady silence. It was several empty minutes before anyone spoke. So, Yellow, you seem pretty young. Do you remember how old you are? No, but judging by my, well, everything, I'm going to guess smack dab in the middle of puberty. <laughs> you both look pretty young. <sighs> Too young. Have you two been mapping out anything? Any landmarks? Anything? Well, we'd have mapped him if we saw any, but it's just been wide open nothingness for as far as we've seen. You? Same. You'd think we'd eventually come to an end, right? An end? Well, there's no sun. If we were outside, we'd have come across something by now. A tree, a river, a hill, animals, anything. So you think we're inside somewhere? It's the only explanation that makes sense, right? This world is so flat and empty. It has to be artificial. Yeah, it would explain a lot. Except for how long we've been walking. There's no way someone built a structure this large, right? Powerful people can do anything they want. Hey, quiet. What is it? Shh. Blue slowed to a halt and watched the horizon attentively, her eyes trained on the movement just above the line between the ground and artificial sky. With a silent look back to yellow and green, she gestured with her hand for the group to move slowly forward. Do you think it's more survivors? We'll know soon. Slow and torturous footsteps drew the group closer to the figures Blue saw. Their heartbeats were loud and uneven inside their chests as they approached. There's three of them. Can you see what they're wearing? Not yet. Why don't we just leave? Because they might be just like us. And if they're not? Well, then, then we're that much closer to figuring out why we're here, no? That's assuming they don't kill us immediately. They won't. How do you know? Because, uh, well, think about it, we were all unconscious, right? If they wanted to kill us, they could have. We go through the trouble of, of what, dressing us up and, and whipping our, wiping our memories just, just to kill us? You think it's a game? I don't know. I just think we need to stick together. Uh, that's the way we'll get out of here. Wait, I can see them. Colors. They're wearing colors. Like us? I think they're more victims. All right, let's find out then. Uh, hey! Over here! What happened to low profile? Oh, too late for that, they heard me. And here they come. Rising from their crouched position, blue, yellow, and green stood, waiting for the three figures to approach. Yellow wiped their sweaty palms on their tunic as they glanced nervously towards the horizon. Green gripped the bottom of her tunic tightly, while blue took deep, steadying breaths. Let me guess. You don't know who you are or why you're here. Uh, your guess would be correct. Have you seen anyone else? No, just you. Have you reached an end yet? Any landmarks? Nope. Pretty sure we're in some sort of artificial dome. That was my assessment as well. That would make this a very large man-made structure. <clears throat> Unless it is not man-made. Their heads turned to see Pink. His arms crossed and his eyebrows furrowed on his face. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Technology can only do things that man only ever dreamed of. I highly doubt that. Technology isn't capable of something like, well, this. <laughs> I'm tired of your little theories, okay? We need to make a damn plan! An accurate theory can lead to a competent plan. And your attitude can lead to a black eye! All right, calm down, you two. This isn't gonna do us any good, all right? Let's just start at the beginning. You can call me Blue. Blue? 
Well, you said yourself there, Orange. We don't know our names, and I'm not about to go around saying, hey, you, when I need your attention. Ah, you're equating the color of our tunics as our pseudo names? Sure thing. Uh, so this here's yellow, and that's green. I think that is a great idea, Blue. Huh, thank you, handsome. Uh, well, <clears throat> what should we do next? Figure out how to get the hell out of here. Thank you, Captain Jackass. Excuse me? I said what I said. You all said you saw nothing but barren wasteland, right? Yeah, why? Because there is something up ahead that was not there just moments ago. The captives looked to where Pink's extended finger was pointing. Across the cracked earth near the horizon stands a small mountain, just as dry and barren as the ground itself. That was not there a minute ago. Oh, is this possible? Maybe we should head over there. Maybe that's what they want us to do. Green was met with questioning looks. Blue, you said yourself that you think this could all be some sort of sick game. Huh, so they want us to go there. They? Game? What are you talking about? Uh, look, I don't know. More theories. I know how you feel about those. <sighs> You're telling me someone is trying to herd us to that mountain like some sort of sheep? Well, screw you! I don't do what you tell me! I'd like to see you try! Please calm yourself. Your incessant shouting is not going to threaten them. We should go. You're insane. The kid's right. Until we know what's going on, we need to play the game. Look, I'm sure whoever kidnapped you would be happy to oblige. Listen, I'm going over there, all right? Come with me or not, it's your choice. Blue turned on her heel and began her journey towards the lone landmark on the horizon. Red instantly walked after her without a second thought. Yellow and pink slowly wandered after them, leaving green and orange standing alone. They're right, you know. We have to go. <sighs> Doesn't mean I have to like it. Green and orange went to catch up with the rest of the group. The sky above grew dark as they traveled towards the mountains for what felt like hours. So there's no sun, but the space is still getting dark. Fascinating. Almost there, y'all. Ah, there seems to be an opening. Over there. How can you even tell? It's dark as hell out here. Please, my vision is impeccable. Good eye, Pink. Well, shall we head for that then? Might as well. The air hung thick as the six near strangers stumbled into the dark cave. As their eyes adjusted to the lack of light, Red collapsed against a wall in exhaustion from their journey. He raised his hands to cradle his forehead, his fingers gripping his hair tightly. Orange paced, frustrated, across the space, mumbling words of anger under his breath. Yellow and green took seats near the back of the cave against the wall. Green focused on taking deep, steadying breaths, while yellow held their hands and knees tightly to their chest. Blue and pink stood in the center of them all, watching. The silence and uncertainty was louder than any scream they'd ever heard. Hey, so something tells me we're not gonna get out of here anytime soon. So maybe we should take a moment to get to know each other? That's your suggestion? We're trapped, and you want to exchange backstories? Oh, maybe we can braid each other's hair and tell ghost stories while we're at it. It does seem a bit futile at the moment, doesn't it? Well, do either of you have a better idea? Not them, but I suggest we figure out how to get out of here. Oh, that's it! That's the best idea I've ever heard! Why did I never think of that? We're saved! Don't be an asshole. What did you call me? You heard me. 
Pink paced the cave slowly as his mind ran a mile a minute. His fingers gently explored the metal band with a pink, with a single pink stripe that encircled his wrist. Uh, there must be something, an explanation. There must be an explanation somewhere. All right, everybody, stop it. Look, I'm sorry for suggesting anything, okay? I just, I don't know what else to do. You don't need to apologize. Oh, and I do? Is that what you're implying? Not everything I say is about you, Orange. I wonder if <laughs> it couldn't be. No. This isn't very productive. Yeah, no shit. We're all afraid, you know. Five heads snapped towards the quiet individual in the corner. Yellow had soft features and a youthful expression etched on their face. They held their head tall, maintaining eye contact with Orange. Excuse me? I said, we're all scared right now. You don't have to take your fear out on us. We're not each other's enemies. Pink ignored the conversation around him and kept his dark gray eyes trained on the metal band, turning his arm over to investigate each angle when his eyes lit up like a young child who had just found the answer to a riddle. I have a theory. Look, Yellow's right. Can we please just try to get along? We're not going to figure anything out if we're at each other's throats. We need to work together. Can you do that? Fine. Okay. Let's start with what we know. That's not much. Agreed. But there could be something. Uh, I have a theory. I don't remember anything before this morning. Me neither. I keep thinking I remember something. It feels like something's there. But it's like there's this fog obscuring any memory I might have. I remember waking up here. But that's it. So either we had one hell of a party last night and we're still, uh, reeling from the effects or someone is messing with our memories. Okay, but who would want to take our memories? There's the million-dollar question. Well, you know, I think I have a theory. So basically, we don't know any more than when we started this pointless conversation. <sighs> this is going to be more difficult than I anticipated. We've been kidnapped. Did you think it was going to be easy? I'm getting pretty tired of your attitude, Orange. Seriously, you two? <laughs> Excuse me? I have a theory? Pink, just as surprised at his outburst as the others, cleared his throat and continued. I have a theory, and I would like to share it with you all, please. Well, all right, Pink. Let's hear what you've got. These metallic accessories on our wrists have a color that matches the color of our clothing, correct? The others took a moment to study the band encircling their wrists, nodding when they confirmed that what Pink stated was true. When people are studying patterns or behaviors, you have to keep a detailed tagging system so that you do not make any mistakes in your record keeping, right? What does that even mean? In experiments, you must carefully tag your subjects so that the data you observe is attributed to the correct specimen. English, please. I do not know how much clearer I can be. You're saying we've been tagged. Like color-coded. Exactly. Why? If I had to make an educated guess, it's because we are the experiment. The weight of Pink's words landed heavily on the others, and for what seemed like hours, nobody spoke. They couldn't find the words. Suddenly, something bright from outside the safety of the cave walls illuminated the cavern. What is that? Slowly. They all moved to the edge of the cave to get a good look at the light source. Holy crap. 
Is that what it looks like? Sitting 50 feet away from where they stood at the mouth of the cave was a tall, round circle of bright red light. The circle was framed by a metallic structure that stood tall and towered over the strangers. Etched in the metal, at the very top, and centered over the shining light was one word. Courage. The captives took in the sight before them, silently, the red light casting an aura of mystery and danger over them. Let the experiment begin. The end! end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So, wow. <laughs> What's a cliffhanger? Insert a dun-dun-dun. So the big question that I want to ask is, do you think it's an experiment or do you think it's something else? Show your work. Well, those bands are all obviously admission bands to a really cool futuristic Coachella. This is actually just <laughs> Westworld. Yeah. I can see the experiment angle because the H in hub could stand for human, like it could be the acronym for the research project. Humans under, under. Humans unto biomechanics. It's just a huge bowl, hidden under bowl. That's what, it's a dome that is a bowl. That's <laughs> my oh! updated theory. <laughs> Corey is on a roll. Corey is just, he cracked it. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Sorry if you wanted a mystery. We've got Corey on the case. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like this. Okay, okay, Grant, I'm going to follow that trail. Why? I was just going along with the empty under bowl acronym. I feel like, or explanation, I feel what I feel like could be happening here. Crystal, please jump in as necessary, but I'm going to try and answer the question. I see you flailing like I was, apparently. Um, the only way I could think that this is a giant, like we are tiny people shrunk down under a giant bowl is because we are on like hardwood floor, which is why it all looks the same color. And then these <laughs> random things keep popping out of this hardwood floor because the foundation of the house we're in is just so terrible. And what we're seeing is the foundation just coming out from under us. That's why we see a mountain all of a sudden. And then the word courage from like a scrap of paper because it's like a clear bowl or something. I don't know. I'm just... It's like somebody's mood lighting in their room, like little font projector. Pretty much. <laughs> they got one of those rainbow ring lights and they just, they're just playing with the settings. It's I mean, like the a... closest thing to shr Honey, I Shrunk the Little Big Planet that you could get as far as my thought process. <laughs> no, I hadn't even thought... No, because like, yeah, because it's like a big facility, right? So it's the either possibility is that they're normal-sized humans and there's some like impossibly huge space that they're in that's like... They even said like, this can't be man-made or they shrunk and it's, it's totally possible. But the ground was described as cracked. Like what kind of hardwood floor? <laughs> maybe they just got one at... Maybe they're in a terrarium. <laughs> Oh, so it's like really evenly spaced cracks and that just wasn't mentioned. <laughs> I'd like to interject here, Emery, what kind of floorboards crack if you've ever lived in a house that is flooded? Oh, they absolutely do. Okay, so it's a house with a crappy landlord in an area that floods. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to ask a couple of questions. If that is your experiment, the shrinking, why would you introduce a second variable of memory wipes? That's not good scientific methods. Because you set everybody at zero. Well, they can't know they're small. And they probably agreed to be in the experiment, but they can't know about the experiment or that would fudge the experiment, so you have to wipe them. Double blind? Yeah, double blind. Yeah, only it's only double blind if the people administering it are also don't know. And only if there's two categories. So double blind would assume that there's like a control group that didn't get shrunk, maybe. Yeah. But are also under a bowl. Or didn't have their memories wiped. Or, yeah, some 
condition is different, but then the researchers couldn't know who's who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would make sense, though, because this isn't, you wouldn't, you'd have to disclose the conditions of this experiment before putting people into it. But then in doing so, you would ruin the legitimacy of your experiment. So a memory wipe would be necessary. I studied psychology at a research university (laughs) that's like really coming out right now. (laughs) No, I'm glad. Yeah, I think Ever is the the closest to cracking it. Maybe some kind of alien race testing humans Q style from Star Trek or like contact, like put the humans through a test to see if they're worthy. Or like the two aliens from Futurama. Yeah, or it may not even be aliens. What if it's like sufficiently advanced AI? Or us from the future. Ah. I knew I got some portal vibes from this ominous (laughs) setup. The whole AI thing is really just starting to click here. And like the it's not man-made thing, like that definitely gave me like aliens or robot vibes. (laughs) Uh, So also a question. Do you think that one of them doesn't have their memory wiped, but is playing along is a... Like, let's just take what Emery said and then pretend that they're not ethical in their experiments. Do you think one of them is lying? Well, that's just going to ruin all of their data, frankly. So that would have been a stupid choice. (laughs) I mean, I feel like someone... (laughs) You're just hurting your own experiment if you're pulling crap like that. (laughs) The best way to shut down unethical experimentation. (laughs) That would ruin your experiment, yeah. It would! It would! one person didn't have their memory wiped, it ruins the whole thing! Unless they're in on it. Good job screwing up your data. One of them is one of the scientists chaperoning the crew and monitoring. Oh, that taints data more than anything. Are you kidding? That's the fast track to ruining your experiment. Storytelling territory with this. Like master of masters in the back end with this whole shit. Like, And I feel like, to answer the first question, I feel like if somebody is knowing the whole thing and playing behind the scenes, maybe it's just the acting, but I think it's pink. See, I would say the same thing, but I think it's too obvious. Well, I'm obviously the red herring. Yeah, pink's obviously the red herring for that. Pink came up with the theory, so pink probably is just... Just let me do my puzzles, man. If he did, if he is the inside man, then he's really tainting the data by giving up the theory. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just the person keeping you on time in the escape room. I'm like, well, we got to get you out by 2.30, so... <laughs> You know, there's this door over here. Stop it, say it. We don't have the budget for you to be in here for much longer. We gotta move. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're missing someone. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, pink. Where's purple? Oh my God. Indigo, purple, I don't know. No, like, I'm sure you're onto something. I like that. Yeah, there's gotta be an indigo and violet. Well, uh, simplified rainbows don't include those. So like purple would be violet. And there's a lot of rainbows that chuck indigo and just have like a darker blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. They also don't include pink either. No, they don't. Pink is the scientist. Hey, we've got a couple of notices from chat. Ooh, questions from chat. So chat says, wow, everyone is so good. (laughs) You are good. (laughs) I hope that all of you are proud of you. And Nina Nikolic from Day of the Greeks (gasps) just raided our Twitch channel with a huge group of viewers. Nina. Holy cow. Thank you for your love and support. We really enjoyed having you on the show last storyline. Thank you for your continued support by raiding us. Feel free to rate us. Anytime you want. You're a raid that we will actually like support and enjoy because you're a nice raider instead of a mean one. 
Yes, I Twitch. I go on Twitch. I know what's up with you, Twitch. And shame on you, Twitch, but not Nina's Twitch. But yes, I just wanted to make sure that everyone was aware of what was going on. By all means, do please continue this conversation. I'm entertained. <laughs> Entertain me! This is inconsequential to everything, but does anyone else have a really vivid image of Orange being like a Naruto runner guy? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! Yes, 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 yes. Like, I just feel like that's how he's running, you know? And Green <laughs> is not having it. Why the hell did you have to call me out? <laughs> Why? I'm going to be Hokage. (laughs) Believe it. Honestly, I got like when Orange started going, I won't do what you tell me. I was like, oh, he's in Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) I'm just really upset that I got kidnapped and put in some sort of shrinky bowl experiment. Okay. (laughs) Yes, you should. Okay. You should be upset. And, you know, just to kind of go off Emery's comments about bad experimenting ethics. A, I hope that you continue this conversation thread in future conversations. B, what if like, okay, so it's bad science practices, but it is good narrative practices to have someone be the betrayer. So like... And not every experiment is well conducted. I mean, we know this. So Maybe the experiment is completely based around someone being an insider and the feeling of betrayal. That could be the hypothesis. It's true. The what would the insider do? What a twist! Yeah. yeah, what would you do, Blue? Being so friendly and trying to keep everyone together? Oh, I huh? see you, Pink. All right, well, hey, you're the one who came up with a theory. Where'd that come from? Are you a scientist? I like puzzling. Why are you so quiet in the back there, chump? Because you're really loud. You're really loud. If we're talking, oh, it's always the quiet one. Hey, how about you, Yellow? I'm like 14. I am a child. I don't know anything about science. Yellow did nothing. (laughs) That's your alibi. They'd be like, they'd never suspect a child. I'm going to suspect a child. So we'd all fail in the ISS. I scrolled, like, I saw, like, my first couple of lines, and they're like, oh, it's based on colors on my closet, but it doesn't look, it's really pale, so I figured people might not, I don't know, it's like, it's blue, but it looks kind of white. I can tell. Oh, yeah. Got to color coordinate. And that's why I was wearing the orange in the beginning. Somebody said, it's Ah. honoring your cat. No, it's... I mean, it could be both. Okay, so got to wear blue for the rest of these. We got to swap Marissa and Delton's background. I know. (laughs) It's pretty funny. So like, I wasn't quite sure about that AI theory before, but now I'm like thinking like the, I picture like a wasteland, like deserty, like cracked ground. And so now I'm thinking of, uh, I have no mouth and I must scream by Harlan Ellison and am. Yes. Oh, geez. Yeah. I just read that recently. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's, uh, oof, that is intense, but I can definitely see the parallels. Also with like, if you've ever seen the movie Cube. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of parallels with Cube. Their memories weren't wiped. They just didn't know how they got there, but they knew who they were. This is a genre that I really love. Do you think their memories are going to start coming back? All right, place your bets now. Is this going to turn into a Saw game? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean. I die first. (laughs) I wonder if they all have intersecting stories. If they knew each other in the previous life somehow or were in the same location, maybe it's an ECK oh, story. Be fun. If we got flashbacks, that'd be so uh, fun. Yeah. Flashbacks uh, that we uh, remember in style. dreams as we sleep, only to like some people wake up as like loud nightmares to just call someone out in the group to cause drama. I don't know. Orange some would probably be one of those guys. Orange is the one who wakes up like shouting. Yep. <laughs> you stole my car. Some people wake up, they don't remember. <laughs> Did anyone throw out the like, we got uploaded to the thing together kind of a deal. Like a 
Young Justice shared telepathy type deal. That, because that would make sense for like the vast space, things being able to just appear too. That could be human, human, human uploading brain. Oh. It's too clunky. Scientists would want it to roll off the tongue, but I like the idea. Scientists, no, no. All, scientists also like to add an extra word. We only did it for the acronym. No, no, that's not true. I've seen some batshit acronyms from scientists. <laughs> yeah, scientists are <laughs> shit at acronyms. Scientists will also like keep out a word. So it'll be, yeah, they'll put the T's. They're like, we don't need to include the t- T's in the acronym. It's fine. There was a place near my college that like they wanted the thing to say idea lab and it was like imaging dementia. And so they had the D from dementia and then just also pulled the E, oh my God. the second letter, so that it could say idea instead of Ida. And I was like, why? <laughs> love it. You can't just pull the second letter of one word to get the acronym you want. Ida would have been fine. <laughs> idea was to get 10% of the investors. <laughs> Everyone, I am loving the very lively discussion. But we are approaching the end. Don't you dare. I know, I know. My role in this story arc is the buzzkill. That's my character name, the buzzkill. <laughs> Never, no. You're the Somebody has to keep us on schedule. She's the one trying to get us out of the escape room on time. <laughs> yeah, and I have to have dinner because I'm a hungry, a hungry void girl. Anyway, I just... any Same though. <laughs> You were quiet the whole time that you should have been quiet. He wants dinner, too. Yeah. He knows when to make an entrance. Look at that timing. Anyway, does anyone have any final thoughts before we shut this down for the week? All right. All of you are amazing. It is wonderful to be... Blue's the traitor. That's the cat's... Yeah, the cat's the traitor. Anyway. Uh, thank you all. It's wonderful to work with you for the first time or the second time or the third time, all things depending. Wonderful. I am very much looking forward to watching the rest of the story with you. Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing producer, Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torsiello. Hub is written by Nicole Tuttle. We do this every Saturday and every Tuesday. The videos get posted up on YouTube and the audio will be available on all streaming platforms. Remember that we are a Twitch affiliate, so make sure to give us that lovely little follow and show that you support indie online theater and every saturday at 8 p.m eastern time it's very confusing for me being in central so i'm looking at it saying it's ending at eight but yeah eight central Ah, eight eastern see see what i mean time zones all right make sure to follow us on all social media sites at platform prodco p-l-a-t-f-o-r-m-p-r-o-d-c-o for more information. And we will see you next week at 8 p.m. Eastern, Meredith Eastern. Time works like this. All right, have a good night, everybody. Bye.